Music with a message on KFUO, the messenger of good news. This is the Midday Moments program. I'm your host, Gary Duncan. It's time now for our Moment in Creation segment here. And on the phone from Good Shepherd Lutheran Church, Arnold, is Pastor Warren Worth. Good afternoon, Warren. Good afternoon, Gary. Uh, You know, I'm thinking with school starting that uh, maybe you could give us some advice or some help for Bible-believing Christians and maybe teachers or students who will be attending public school. This year. Well, thank you for asking. It is timely, isn't it? It's that time of year again. Everything's back to school. And right now, at the beginning of August, many of our schools are already having their new teachers come in for orientation. And soon it will be the new students who will be getting their orientation. And the new school year will get started off with a here in a short order. So uh, many times we have Bible-believing Christians who are attending public schools, and they run into this conundrum. What do you do if you're a teacher who's asked to teach evolution? Or what do you do if you're a Christian student in a class where they're teaching evolution as fact? How do you handle that? Well, our good friends at Bible-believing ministries like creation.com and answersingenesis.org have advice and answers that can be helpful to you if you find yourself in that situation. So I'm looking at an article that was posted the 17th of July of this year, 2021, uh, and it's on creation.com. And the title is, Help, I'm a Teacher, and My Assignment is to Teach Evolution. And so they have some advice on what one might do. They have these suggestions. Uh, They say, one possibility, and this is the one that probably takes the least courage, teach the students to understand the evolutionary ideas presented in the curriculum without giving specific criticisms or discussing an alternative. And they're saying here, don't teach something false as if it is fact. Don't teach something that you don't believe as if you do believe it. But you could word things like, many people believe, dot, 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 or this is the mainstream view today, which is challenged by some, dot, 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 that at least lets the students know they're these ideas are not beyond question. Some people believe them, not everybody does, so that already plants the seed in their mind that maybe there's something else besides what they're getting taught in the classroom. Their second proposal was teach about evolution, but also share some criticisms of evolutionary claims. So, uh, they would say, for example, if you were supposed to teach the Miller-Urey experiment, where back in the uh, what, 50s and 60s they did this experiment to try to make amino acids from what they thought would be the components of the atmosphere at that time, point out that that's not really accurate, that the experimental uh, products were only amino acids and not all the ones necessary for life, and they were not homochiral. Uh, some were left-handed, some were right-handed, and they weren't even sure that that was the right atmospheric conditions of the day. There's a lot of things you could do to, to help people th- critically think about what they're being spoon-fed by the textbook, help them think critically about it. They have a list of really good questions. For example, make your point in the form of a question. For example, is this is the ability to repeat an experiment a necessary part of the scientific method? If so, how can science be used to study events that happened only once in the past, such as the origin of the universe or the origin of life? Is science just as helpful for studying the past as it is for the present. Questions like that will get the kids to think about this stuff and uh, maybe not just accept evolution 
on blind faith. Another thing, what other possibilities could there be? What are the implications if dot, dot, dot? And then you can maybe throw something out there. Does everyone agree with this premise? If everyone does agree with something, does that make it a fact? How could future discoveries impact what is currently accepted? What is the hidden assumption behind this question? When using the term evolution, uh, what does the author mean? Does it refer to just any biological change over time or the idea that all living things are related by descent? Does the author use the term consistently or switch back and forth between different meanings? What evidence does the textbook offer for this claim? Do you think that the evidence is sufficient? Why or why not? Are scientists always impartial, or do they sometimes have a bias that they allow to determine how they interpret the evidence? What sort of bias might be at work in this particular case? Those questions are really good, and they cause the students to think about it without your injecting your own ideas in at this point. A third tactic that they suggest is this. Teach evolution and its flaws. Also give positive arguments for the generic intelligent designer. So in this case, it would be pointing out not only what the textbook teaches uh, as evolution, but you would challenge that. Point out that a lot of the stuff in evolutionary theory is flawed, that doesn't isn't supported by observational science, and point out how much of the created world shows evidence of an intelligent designer. DNA being right up front there, right? DNA, a coded information system. We know by a repeated experience that information always is traced back to intelligence. It never arises accidentally. So help your students think that through and the implications for life being uh, designed by an almighty, intelligent being. Fourthly, it says, lastly, you can do all of the above, but openly bring up ways in which the scientific questions intersect with many religious truth claims, including those found in the Bible. Now, you can't teach religion as fact and force it down people's throats in a public school. But you can help people think through the fact that there's evidence that is in observable science that corresponds with things that the Bible teaches. And so uh, that might be the more challenging thing to do in a public school setting. But if you have that opportunity, perhaps you could point that out as well. So those are ideas for teachers. And I don't know if we've got enough time to get into with students, but there's more that could be said there, too, over at Answers in Genesis. They have many articles on that. Uh, One is entitled Christian Law Associates Associations Rights in Public Schools. So this is a bunch of Christian lawyers pointing out that uh, we do have rights as Christians in a public school setting, and it's rather a long article, but pointing out that students do have the right to uh, challenge something that's taught them in school, to do it respectfully, uh, to write papers on a subject from their own religious point of view. And there's a lot of other suggestions that they have there, questions and answers that they have that uh, point out that Christians are, don't have to be muzzled. That uh, and, in, and not every public school in the country is 
intentionally anti-Christian. I right. mean, some might be more so than others, but sometimes both the school administration, the teachers, and the school board may be more inclined to encourage Christians to live out their faith and not be cowed. But for those who are in a situation that is more hostile to them, they do still have rights under the Constitution. Their First Amendment rights need to be honored, and and we can be courageous in 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 a winsome way, diplomatically uh, letting the other side, the Christian side, be heard. So real quickly, can you give a couple of examples what students can do at school during the, while they're being do? taught in uh, okay. evolution? Okay, well, if you're being taught evolution in a public school setting, I mean, on the one hand, be respectful of your teacher. I, I, I went to public school, right? I, I didn't uh, attend uh, parochial schools. We didn't have one in my town. So I attended public schools. What I would say, be a good student, be attentive, be respectful, learn the material, and show the teacher that you understand what you're being taught. Understanding the material doesn't mean you accept it as fact. It's just saying, I understand what you're teaching me, and I can repeat back to you what I've been taught. If the opportunity arises, perhaps you can ask yourself, even as a student, some of those thoughtful questions that the rest of the class might want to entertain, particularly if you've had the opportunity from your pastor or from using websites like Answers in Genesis and Creation.com to know additional information that isn't being presented in class. And so you might present that information in a respectful way, asking people, would you consider this? Well, what about that? So, and likewise, if you're asked to write a paper or something like that, or make a classroom presentation, you have the First Amendment right to do that from your own personal belief point of view. Now, again, be respectful of your teacher, be respectful of your classmates, and be accurate in what you say, both in terms of what evolutionary teaching actually is. You don't want to misrepresent them and make a straw man, but also understand correctly what the Bible teaches and what uh, the best scientific information that agrees with the Bible teaches so that you can make your case winsomely. Okay. Can you lead us in a prayer as we wrap up this segment, please? I would be happy to do so. Let us pray. Almighty God, Heavenly Father, you desire all people come to the knowledge of the truth that is in Christ Jesus and the truth that is found in your word, the Bible. Help Christian teachers and Christian students who are in public schools to let their light shine so that men may see the truth as they hear it winsomely presented from Christians and help them not to be deceived or to deceive others with the falsehoods of evolution. Give our Christian teachers and students grace to be good witnesses where they are. We ask this in the name of Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who is the way, the truth, and the life. In his name, amen. Amen. Thanks so much, Pastor Worth. You're welcome. We are the messenger of good news. We are KFUO Radio here in the St. Louis region on AM 850 KFUO. We're on the web at kfuo.org. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and, of course, our talk programs, including this segment, available wherever you get your podcast. Just search out KFUO Radio.